Good evening, and welcome to Meet the Artist Interviews. We welcome you on this Friday, January 29th, 2010, and we thank you for joining us here in the San Francisco War Memorial Opera House. I don't want to welcome my live audience, as well as those who may eventually hear this through podcast. The Meet the Artist Interviews, as well as Points of View Lectures, are both uh, adult education programs that are produced by the San Francisco Ballet Center for Dance Education. I'm Charles McNeil, and I'm the Director of Education for the San Francisco Ballet. Tonight, we welcome dancer and teacher Pascal Leroy, or pronounced correctly, Leroy. I'm working on my French pronunciation. In any case, a native of France, Miss Leroy, trained at the Conservatoire Supérieur de Paris and graduated with a prestigious first prize. She joined Roland Petit's National Ballet de Marseille as an apprentice and fairly quickly was promoted to the corps de ballet. And within one year, she was a soloist. I hope we can appreciate the profundity of that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. In 1986, at Helgi Thomason's invitation, she joined San Francisco Ballet as a soloist, where she performed principal roles in many different works. Miss Leroy left San Francisco Ballet in 1991 and continued to dance with various companies until about 2000. Meanwhile, in 1993, she joined the San Francisco Ballet School faculty. Uh, she's a frequent guest teacher at different schools throughout the San Francisco Bay Area, and she primarily teaches girls ages 11 to 18, and she assists in also rehearsing students for some of our professional productions here. Of course, she still appears also as a character dancer from time to time. Welcome, Pascal. Thank you, Charles. So you, um, you're a teacher in the school, and that's, I think, your, your primary vocation at this time. So tell me a little bit about that work, what you do. Yeah. Uh, right now I'm teaching the levels uh, 4, 6 point, and 7 and 8 technique and um, repertoire. And I think since I started teaching in the school, I taught most of the levels. levels. I did level one, level two. It's interesting to see the, the progression of mm -hmm. the technique, how much you have to break it down on the very young kids. And, um, and level four is, I've been teaching for the longest every year. It's the first year where the children come every day and it's becoming more serious and they start point work and so it's where you really see the, the blooming of the little dancers. So it's a very interesting level. Now, do teachers have areas in which they sort of develop expertise, say at certain levels, beginning level, intermediate level, or is there certain classes that you just become an expert on? Certainly, and I think there's also a question of personality, how, what age you best uh, um, re have a relation with, mm -hmm. you know, the ones that you, you understand the best. I know for me, the very young ones, it was always more difficult to understand than the 12 to 14 age group, that, because it's the age where I remember very well how I was as a young, you know, student at the mm -hmm. time and what dance meant to me and, how you're developing that passion at that age. So that yeah. it's, it's almost like it was not that long ago, even though it is. It's, so I feel more comfortable with that middle, in the middle. 
and some are much more comfortable when the pre-professional, which I, I like mm -hmm. to teach them also, but it's almost like they've already developed their own mm -hmm. personality technique, and it's more like coaching in a way, preparing them for company productions or a career. And uh, some people are very, very comfortable and very good with the very young ones, and it's good at the school. Everybody finds their own. Yeah. You, you know, I, I, you, you, something you just said, um, which is you remember being young and being a student yourself. You know, I, I've, I've always believed that some of the best teachers remember what it's like to be a student. But um, you, you might have a different philosophy. What do you think makes a good teacher? I don't know. I hope. <laughs> I remember so well that awakening of the desire to dance and imagine knowing what, what your body can do. And it was around, yeah, 12, 13. Mm -hmm. and, and the improvement that happens at this time, it's wonderful. And I can see, you can see it in the eyes mm -hmm. when it happens, and you remember it's like, yeah, yeah that, that it's there. That's the passion getting there. And, and, yeah. and you're nurturing that spark because you, you oh. see the love and you want them oh, to, yeah. you want to challenge them, but you want to nurture that spark it's and that so interest. It's so fragile, you know. It it's, is. It is fragile. It's very easy, especially with the competition nowadays, to, for children to feel that they're not good. And so you, they, they would shrink. There's, you have to instill a sense of uh, feeling pretty doing that. Well, I'm teaching the girls mostly, so it's more, mm -hmm. you know, that, that feeling of the young people of today, they're, they're more, they have to be cool all the time. They have that, you know, they, they don't, it's not about this anymore. It's more like about this. <laughs> so, but at the same time, they're comfortable that way. So you want to make them feel like, this, mm -hmm. but not Audio so translation. She was slouching, <laughs> and now she's sitting upright. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> because they need to feel also um, that it's not silly to be very straight mm -hmm. and very have that noble ballet is, is that is a noble kind of. You have to have that posture mm -hmm. and all this, and feel comfortable with it. And some of them have trouble. They like the physical work. But they don't want. They, they cannot. Yeah, want, you know? it's true. It's it's almost like when young people act as if they're acting noble, they've got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that's it's it. Copying. You have to just dream about it. And it's and true. Be, yeah, yeah. Well, our audience is settling in, and if you're just joining us, I'm in conversation with former San Francisco Ballet soloist, Pascal Arroy, and now San Francisco Ballet School faculty member. So, Pascal, tell me about your making that transition from the stage to the, the classroom, to the school. It, how, did, how did you do it? It happened over time, because mm -hmm. I, uh, like a lot of dancers do, they offer the chance to teach here and there, possibilities of teaching and it's interesting, and as you keep dancing, you realize that um, when you teach, you learn even your craft even better. You actually improve yourself to, in your latest years as you teach. It's very interesting, and I thought, I wish I had started teaching when I was 20, because by explaining something, you remind yourself of all the position and why it works, the technique works the way mm -hmm. it does. So at first... I kept dancing a little bit and teaching, and uh, as dancing became less and less, you know, you cannot really do both for a long time. Just stretched it a little bit. Um, just the, the the developing the teaching for different levels is 
it, it, come, it starts taking all your time because mm -hmm. it's you cannot do just have one class or one kind of class in your in your head. You have to start thinking uh, how to go about this level, this level. In the class, in the school, it's very um, there's eight levels, so mm -hmm. each have de definite steps that you learn at each level. But sometimes when you teach in other places or for For example, for adults, you know, people who like to dance for themselves, it's yet another thing that you have to learn how to approach, uh, how to introduce ballet, but not uh, on the low impact kind right, of. Right, right. And it's, it's, there's so much to learn, so many layers in the teaching that you, you become, it's, it's, uh, it becomes always very interesting. It's not just repeating what you've learned. You learn some other things on your own. Well, I, I definitely believe, and many of us probably could would agree, that teaching dance is, is, is definitely an art. It's an art form. And I think they and we underestimate the skill, the technique, the time, the patience uh, that it takes to develop into a good teacher, and to many, a good coach. Many other areas than dance also, huh? mm -hmm. like music or singing or teaching is really... We're so used to being a student as a dancer. We mm. just keep st studying. I said, how could I teach if I still have so much to learn? But you don't realize as you teach, you keep learning. And it kind of. And so now when you think back, do you find a there's a teacher in your past that you try to emulate, that you got the most from, that you said, I want to teach like that. I want to give that to my students. Yes and no. It's funny because yeah. I, my, my, my teacher was a French teacher who yelled a lot and, yeah, and poked, you know, they poke yeah. a lot. The poke, I yeah. The <laughs> I had a poker. I had one who, yeah. But I happened to like it because I was kind of soft and I, it kind of electrified uh -huh. me. Uh -huh. But I learned that it doesn't always work with yeah. children nowadays and you don't want to scare them and so I want to give the same sense of passion that she had but she had a sense of humor at the same time and that's mm -hmm. the part I, I want to keep okay. the, the jokes, the little jokes that make them giggle even in the middle of their effort so that they think okay it's not so good but it's going to be better tomorrow you know keep it in perspective you get a lot out of children when, you, when they laugh a little in the middle of class. Not too much. <laughs> but a little bit, isn't yeah. it? You, they've got to in, enjoy it and see the experience of the yeah. sense of joy. Oh, yeah. It's dance. It's yeah. if it's too, you know, drawn, serious. And... So in terms of the work that you do with students, it crosses over from your work in the school to your also coaching students who, prefer, who appear in the professional productions, mm -hmm. such as Swan Lake. So do you, do you, you coach the students who appear in those, those roles? Yes, I do um, uh, with Jeff Lyon. We all both are coaching kids or teaching choreography to the children. And um, we know the children. He knows more the boys. I know more the girls. So we, we right. already, as the, as the, we see what's going to work for what part. And often... Um, can anticipate a little bit and teach the steps that they might need for the production or for a little bit in advance to, to the, everybody so everybody can have a chance to show the best if there's an audition or if someone comes to choose. And so it's, uh, and we know them. They, they, I think it makes them a little more comfortable to rehearse with us. Because, because they know you and, and then, you're familiar with, and you know their strengths and you know their weaknesses. Their personalities. And their personalities. Also, and which ones work well with each, you know, the comp to, com to compose the casting, all that. It's, it's all like 
cooking in a way. <laughs> it is like cooking. Like right I like that. It's yeah. a good metaphor, like cooking. It's like cooking or I, yeah. I think of it like gardening also sometimes. You know, you put the right amount of water to this one and not too much. This, you know, you have to. So, and I, I want to point out that you actually have a dual role besides assisting and, and coaching the, the young students. You also appear in the production, as you do from time to time, as a character dancer. And so you do... That's the fun part. You do perform in Swan Lake. <laughs> yeah. what, do you, what role do you play? I'm the queen. And You're the, the queen. The mother of the prince. Okay. So, um, with um, tonight is Anita Pachuri okay. doing it. And I'll do it. Tell, tell me about her. What is, what is, what is she about? The, 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 queen. the queen, yeah. She's very, uh, she has a lot of authority. And mm -hmm. She's the woman who wants her son to marry now. You know, it's mm -hmm. just like she really doesn't want him to keep dreaming about yeah. those things. And so it's, um, she gives him an order, ultimatum. Now you have to choose one of those ladies. And, uh, and basically just, just walks around with a gorgeous dress, <laughs> sits in the best seat. Is that dress heavy? Is that no, dress? It's not. It's not no, it looks you know, heavy. What's heavy is the is the wig. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's okay. very tall, and if you don't hold your head right, it hurts the neck. Oh, okay. It's a very tall wig. Beautiful. It's very spectacular, but the fabric is very soft, very thin, but it looks very puffy like that. It's fun. Well, I, I get to ask her lots of questions, as you can see. There's no shortage, but I also want to give the the audience a chance to ask a couple of questions as well. Um, so we'll take a moment for some questions. But as we're sort of talking about Swan Lake, um, I'm going to get to that in just one sec. As we talk about Swan Lake, I, I really want the audience to be able to go into this evening's production, um, the sumptuous production that we, that we have of Swan Lake, and kind of having some questions in their minds, new ways of seeing it. Um, we know it's beautiful. We know the technical expertise is there. What is, what is Swan Lake about to you? What is it about? Oh, it's about the dream of an impossible love, or an idealized love, maybe. It's something that this prince doesn't want to live a normal life. He wants... It's something we can all relate to when we dream. We want to sublimate everything. There's a certain age where um, the, the daily life is... You wish for something else, and you just dream, and he has that vision of that creature... And it's not really a woman. And I think he doesn't really want her to be a woman, I don't think. I don't know. It's just... No, that's, that's valid. I, I, it, it's a, it, but it's a ballet with such huge questions about love and lost and longing about the human condition, mm -hmm. isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it doesn't have necessarily to be between a, like a man or a woman. It's, it's just the, the relation of intense... Longing and passion. Yes, yeah, yes. yes. That's, that could that could apply to it's it's like a, they're mythological figures in a way these mm -hmm. characters, and even you know the the mother and the princesses and and all that, these are parts of the, they're like it's a, it's like a puppet theater mm -hmm. with, with and you can it might be feelings instead of people. Yes, you know? yes. Feelings. I like uh, that. Proud, pride, um, pettiness, or, mm -hmm. all these different mm -hmm. characters, and it's like a, a painting of mm -hmm. human... And forgiveness. Yes. Forgiveness, forgiveness is part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Forgiveness and, and mm. the, the, of course, the end where, where you can kind of 
think just like in life where evil is evil um, winning over mm. uh, for good and love well maybe yes but maybe no yeah right yeah. it looks like but I love that That's where's the ending and where's the beginning yeah, you know we uh, have to wonder very, it gets very can be philosophical but it looks like just a story that's what's yeah. great about that. Okay, with all those heady philosophical sort of <laughs> uh, viewpoints, let's let's turn it over to the audience. Um, do you have any questions about this production for Pascal? Or yes, sir. That's a. Great question. Do you want to repeat the question? Yes. How many, how, the percentage of children who were in level one who end up in, the, in this company or in a professional career, that's, it depends on the year. It's funny, there's some years where you're going to have, well, if we have two classes of 15 level one, let's say, and you, because I've gone through a whole cycle. Mm. I had Lily Rogers in level one. So, yeah. but if I look at the list of the children that were with her, I still have some um, evaluations and things. I think she's probably one or of two girls from those 30 girls ended up having a career and not both of them there. So it's, that's how wide it can be. Sometimes it's more. By the time you get to level, there's girls who come to level four, into the level five and six, then those who make it, who can go through those levels, they're probably going to end up going to level seven, eight, and have a career, maybe not always right. here, but yeah. So what's the span of time from that level one to the stage as, a, as an apprentice or as a... Corps de Ballet. Probably nine years, I would nine, think. Yeah. Nine years or so, at least. Like nine years of training. That's, that's the standard. Yeah, that's the time it takes to make a dancer, I think. And you continue as you are in the Corps, or as yes. an apprentice, you keep learning. Right. <gasps> it's true. We have more questions. Yes. I don't know about... It so seems the, to me there was a lot like last year as well. I think there might be a little bit more. Um, I'm not sure about... The question was regarding the number of level seven and eight students from our school who appear in the Swan Lake production, if that number is different or significantly different than past years. In, in Swan Lake, since it's only the second year, there might be a little bit more because... Uh, this year, the level seven is very, is much larger. No, it's or oh, the level eight. There's more children in in, yeah. in those in numbers in the in the class themselves. The classes were maybe twelve. This year, we have yeah. some of sixteen, and so there's more of them that might be able to to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Technically, that that may be true. That mm -hmm. may be true. Yeah, it's great experience yeah. for them. It's it is. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. 
they're in the they're yes. in the core. They some of them do the peasants and some of them do the swans. So that's major yeah. great training for them. Major yeah. major. It's kind of a dream, isn't it? Is it every girl's dream to be in Swan Lake or to be Odette Odile? Is well, was it's it? Two diff- this is two different. Is things. that like rhetorical? <laughs> is that rhetorical? Well, is it everybody's dream? Well, of course, being a swan, you know, yeah. girls love to do bird thing. But it, it turns out that Swan Core, and I did. A lot of it, when we did a few years ago, I was mm-hmm. one of the two, there were two big swans at the time. And uh, we were staying in the core. The core of Swan Lake is probably the most difficult thing I have. I mean, the painful, it's, true, it's, it's really very, very difficult on the body. And um, I remember the, you're, you're in the back, you're just standing there, but God, it's just the most difficult. Every thing. muscle in your body yeah. must be awake and alive and, and, and on point and, and knowing every shift that you make matters as it relates to everything around you. And at the same time, you want to totally mind the lines, very important, the arm position, everything, but not look like you're looking. <laughs> so you have to keep that, that feel there, but very aware. It's like your eyes are all around you, mm-hmm. making, we change. There's a lot of change of patterns, and it's just so, so very difficult. Very, di- and it's physically difficult. Physically yeah. difficult. Yeah. Let's take a couple more questions. Yes. <laughs> the question was, how do you do those swan arms? Are you prepared to do swan arms right now? You yeah. don't have to, but. but you, you need to make it come from the. Um, from the shoulder into the elbow, and you, it's thing that you learn when you're in school. Also, that your arm position go round and side, and then I call, I tell the kids you have to debone. You know, it's kind of. De- <laughs> I like <laughs> that. Debone, debone. You kind of you kind of move your elbow, and and it comes from really right. way up in the back here, like wings. Well, that's what they are, right, in the story. So. You, you feel it like this coming in there. Lots of uh, exercises for that. Okay. I'm going to quiz the audience on this later. So <laughs> you guys need to practice that. We have, we have time for a question or two more. Yes, sir. Ah, so the question for Pascal is, did you, do you have a favorite role that you've danced? Oh, it's hard to choose just one, I think. But uh, because... I love doing serenade, for example. Mm-hmm. I know it's going to come this year, and it's just so beautiful. I was doing the, the Dark Angel Girl, you know. That it was, that's one of my favorites, but I also love dancing. Uh, I was lucky to dance Giselle, not here, but in, in a smaller company, and it's a story also. So serenade is not a story. It's the music. It's just the feeling of the music. But uh, it's hard to pick one because they all show different. Uh, you you use different part of yourself to approach its, each part. So you wouldn't want to have done just that one. You know, like uh, more than one. That and that and that and that. <laughs> so it's difficult. Shall we get one more question in? Well, as as we think about this. This wonderful production. Tonight you get to see, uh, I think it's uh, Vanessa Zahorian and Taras Dimitro uh, perform in uh, Swan Lake 
choreographed by Helgi Thomason, of course, with music by Tchaikovsky. Um, this ballet premiered originally in 1895, and here we are, lo, this many decades later, and this classic, classical ballet offers such an opportunity to, to know what makes a good company. Because it, it, would you agree that every great ballet company in the world must perform a dance, a, a, a production like Swan Lake? I think so, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's like a standard. It's a thing that you... It's like class, what classics are. A classic, mm-hmm. it's, there's no, it's not passé, it's, not, it's always valid. It's like an, a good orchestra has to play Beethoven. Some, you, know, that you have to show that you can do these things. And, it's, uh, and it, it never ages because yeah. it, it's kind of always that it's what a classic it's, it's what a classic yeah, is. Yeah. Well, our, our conversations go so quickly, and, and I'm so glad to be back for this 77th season. I hope you enjoy the season, and I hope you enjoy tonight's production. If you want to learn more about our school, more about our company, or more about the outreach and education programs we have at San Francisco Ballet, please visit our website at sfballet.org. And last but not least, I want to thank my friend and my guest, Pascal Leroy. Thank, thank you, you, and enjoy thank the show. Thank you very much. Thank you.